welcome to Triple O Talks. Today's episode is about moving down under, and today's guests are Dr. Kate Woods and Dr. John Taylor. Kate and John are UK trained doctors and decided to take some time out from their jobs in the northeast of England and come and work in New Zealand. Kate is an FY3 doctor and in August this year started working as a house officer in the Hawke's Bay Hospital in a very beautiful part of the North Island of New Zealand. <clears throat> Kate is about to start her next rotation as an emergency medicine house officer in the next few weeks. And John, Kate's partner, also started working as a house officer at Hawke's Bay Hospital in August and is about to start a new role as an emergency med medicine registrar. And today I'm going to talk to them about their journey from the UK to starting work here in New Zealand. So welcome, Kate and John. I know your time off is precious, so um, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, no worries. Glad to be here. Yeah, hi, Mike. Thanks for having us. Mm, thank you. Okay, so firstly, I'd like to talk to you about um, your relocation um, to New Zealand. <clears throat> so what helped you decide to relocate to work in another part of the world? Um, so my family are, are originally from New Zealand, my mum. Um, so I've got family over here who I haven't seen a huge amount of in my life because of living in the UK. So kind of came to a point in training when we thought to take a break. So we decided to come out here to see family, experience the country and just get a kind of different experience. And I think even if Kate hadn't had that, New Zealand somewhere I've always wanted to come and visit. So that was more luck than anything um, that we had that. And I think we'd have wanted to come out here anyway. Fantastic. Yeah, oh, it's always good to be able to visit family like this, isn't it? So, yeah. And so, oh, OK, so they were the, the main reasons you chose New Zealand. So what about lifestyle? Um, what kind of lifestyle were you after? I think we just wanted, we'd always heard it was a little bit more maybe laid back um, than the UK and just kind of a bit more, I guess, a bit better weather in certain parts of New Zealand and more kind of an outdoors lifestyle. We sort of wanted to see what that was like. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, John. No, I was just going to say, having both sort of worked in a reasonably big city, hospitals, um, being able to come out to somewhere that was a, a little bit more of that outdoor lifestyle was something we're definitely both attracted to. Yeah. So you're saying Hawke's Bay is a bit, bit sunnier than um, Newcastle? Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's already getting a little bit warm for me. <laughs> well, it's only going to get warmer still. Luckily, there's lots of vineyards around there to um, to help you. Very true. So how did you settle into new surroundings? I think we settled in quite well. We were really lucky we managed to um, obviously have my family here to kind of introduce us to the country and meet us at the airport and things. But we've managed to organise somewhere to live prior to coming to New Zealand. So that made it a lot more, a lot smoother because we could just kind of arrive in Hawke's Bay, move into the house, explore the area. It was really smooth and simple. Yeah, and we found actually it was the hospital that supported us in doing that. It was um, through the people at the hospital that we'd had contacts with who managed to find us somewhere to live. Um, so that was a really good start to getting out to New Zealand and just being able to use it as a base before we'd started work even. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I think most of the hospitals they have good networks for um, with the doctors for finding accommodation and um, assistance. They all, with a, with a large proportion of overseas um, trained doctors, um, there's certainly a willingness to help new arrivals, which um, has been fantastic. <clears throat> okay, um, the next topic I would like to discuss is the work-life balances um, and the differences between the two countries. So what's the biggest difference you've found with the work-life balance? I think 
we were kind of discussing this earlier and I think the, the actual balance between the two is quite similar in terms of how much time you work and how much time you have off. But I think because we're in a new place and we're trying to experience a new country, we find that we're doing a lot more with our time off and using it more than perhaps we were back in the UK. And I think that's we're really enjoying that aspect of it. Great. OK, um, so what sort of things have you been able to do now that perhaps you couldn't do before? Um, so, yeah, just making the most of our weekends, doing a lot of traveling. Certainly before I before we came out to New Zealand, I'd worked every other weekend for around a year and a half. Um, and I think we even had a run of four weekends where we got to spend time together and do things in the last couple of months. Um, so that's definitely been something we've been making the most of, um, whether that's just seeing friends locally or getting and seeing wider parts of New Zealand as much as we can. Yeah, so pretty much every weekend we've had off, we've either driven to another place in, in around the North Island and explored that, or um, is it a huge cycle network around Hawke's Bay and we've got some bikes, we've been using that and seeing a lot of the bay. It's been really good. Fantastic. So have you had more weekends off than you did back in the UK, do you think? Um, so far in this job, yes. Um, I think we're going to work slightly more weekends when we go into emergency medicine, just because that's the nature of the job. Um, but again, it's more about like what we do with our time off. I think we're a lot more proactive here than we were at home, just because you're trying to explore and see stuff. And the weather in the countryside definitely helps you do that, um, yeah. because you can be outside and doing things whenever you want to be. Absolutely. And what better way to see it than on bikes? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that um, you can't do in New Zealand that you're able to do a bit more of back home? I don't think there's anything we particularly miss um, in terms of activities or anything like that. Everything we would want to do, um, certainly within the, the two cities of Hastings and Napier and Hawke's Bay, they've got everything you could want to have um, in terms of urban living. Um, and a huge amount more besides that that we probably wouldn't have at home. So no, I don't think there's anything we're missing out by being here, even though to lots of Kiwis we're actually in somewhere that's quite a small, quiet place. It's got absolutely enough for us. Fantastic, good. And so do you feel this the work-life balance has, um, has benefited you mentally um, as well as physically, obviously physically doing a lot of biking, um, but do you think this it's helped you? Oh, I think definitely just first of all, like having more time off together than we did in the UK is helpful. But also just I think having all that time, seeing new places, exploring, having no experiences, it just makes you happier anyway. Um, and it makes you really look forward to your weekends. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a hot topic at the moment. And, um, you know, the world's trying to solve the problem of um, mental well-being for doctors, aren't they? So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, the next topic I'd like to discuss is immigration. So what advice would you give those about to go through the immigration process? Um, so I think I'm probably the best person to answer this because Kate didn't have to go through it. Because um, I've got a New Zealand passport, so it's fairly simple. Um, but yeah, I think don't worry about it at all um, and just do it early. I was... I spent a long time looking at sort of New Zealand's government website, trying to work out what the right visa was. I sort of had been given guidance that I maybe had a couple of options um, from Triple O, depending on how long we were planning on staying. And actually, if you just go and do it and go through the process, 
Um, I got my visa application um, approved within 24 hours of me clicking the send button on my request, um, which was a big shock to me. I was expecting it to be a lot longer, but actually the process was really quite easy and it was done within a weekend. Um, I sent something on this request on the Sunday night and by the Monday evening UK time, which means it was only one working day, everything was sorted and I had a visa. Wow, that's fantastic, isn't it? I wish we could say that happened all the time. That, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so my, my experience is it's it's really nothing to worry about. Um, and certainly from talking to other people, it's not as much of a minefield as you think it's going to be. So basically just dig in and get it done. Um, the more you question it and worry about getting it wrong or, or um, you know, not get stuck into it it's not as bad as all that yeah absolutely I, I kept thinking oh what if i've got the wrong visa or what if we change our minds and we want to stay longer or apply for residency and i think actually the answer is if those things happen then you do it at the time and it'll all get sorted out um just get the visa you need for the the time you think you're going to be there um and people in new zealand will help you sort out whatever else you need to sort out yeah yeah so how did your recruiter support you through the immigration process? Um, so we got advice, like I say, on a couple of potential visa options. And um, our recruiter was really happy to talk to us about what they might mean and give us advice. We got a huge amount of information through Triple O um, on sort of what to be looking for and how to plan it and also when to do it, how early to be applying um, what to be looking for for any further questions. Um, I think if it, it might be different if you're looking at bringing family who aren't working or if you don't have the, the luxury of Kate having a, a New Zealand passport. Um, so I suppose it was just one person who was applying for a job. But, you know, I did, couldn't have had if I'd had any questions, I knew they'd have been answered um, really quickly. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, and did your recruiter quell any fears or confusion around surrounding the process? I think she just helped kind of because we, I think there was initial confusion when you were looking at it about which visa to get and which one was the best one. And um, I think she just helped. I remember you getting an email just like listing the different types of visas and what they meant and what they were for and therefore which ones are probably the best ones to get and I think just breaking it down like that because it can be a little bit overwhelming at first especially if you've never applied for a visa before to actually yeah. have someone who kind of knows the system and goes well this is these are the options but have a look it's just helpful yeah fantastic I would agree with that great good yeah it's certainly our goal to make it as painless as possible so <laughs> no one likes doing it that's for sure Okay, the next topic I'd like to discuss is the registration process with the Medical Council of New Zealand. So how did you find the process, the registration process with MCNZ? I think it was fairly smooth. And again, I think that was definitely with help from Liz, our contact at Triple O. Um, so there's a few forms to fill in, um, but she just kind of we got sent the forms, kind of listed them. We filled it in. She sent it off to the MCNZ. Um, there was sc sending scans of like our medical certificates and things. And at first it was a bit overwhelming of everything that needed to be sent. But actually we just got given like a bullet point list. And once you've got that list in front of you, you just tick it off, send it all in. And I, I, I remember I'm sure we just sent everything to Liz at Triple O and then she just dealt with it. And then you get an email back from the MCNZ. Um, with a, your first payment 
um, and then after that you get an email back to organize a meeting set up but that even then the meeting setup was really easy because you just say this is when I'm arriving into New Zealand and this is when I'm starting work and then they give you a would you can you meet on this day and you can just organize it around your plans then and I think other advice we've given been given by Liz such as getting our epic um document checks done really early so we were looking at coming to New Zealand probably months before there were jobs available and Liz had been sort of helping us for six or seven months before we even applied um, just kept checking in on us kept checking how we were doing but we knew that say in the December three or four months before we were going to be applying for jobs we had our epic documents all checked all sorted out because Liz had said you can do this while you're waiting and it, then it's done um, so the fact that we had our epics all done before we applied for our registration was probably really helpful as well. Fantastic. Yeah, I think the key is to listen to them, aren't they? They've, the recruiters know what they're doing and know how long it takes. And um, yeah, it's easy to spread it out um, and, and do it at a non-busy time rather than rush it all at the end um, when there's pressure on you to get it done, that's for sure. And so it sounds like, I mean, the advice, um, what other advice would you give to those um, going through the same process? I think it can the one thing I probably say is definitely like break it down into like a bullet point list or something because it can feel quite overwhelming at the start because I remember I had like bits of paper coming out my ears being like I've got to do this form and send this and send this and send this and it seemed like just all very complicated but actually when you just have a bullet point list of these are the things I need copies of to send to this person and again it's really helpful because triple o just do it all for you you don't have to send to multiple people so I think just making a list quite early on saves you from feeling overwhelmed and then once you've got that list you just send it all and then it works simply because you can sometimes get the feeling that every time you tick something off that list there's two or three more things to do and certainly by the fact that we had some things done in advance and we knew at what point we needed to be thinking about and whether it's not even medical registration but thinking about bank accounts and tax numbers and stuff that you're going to have to do when you get here that you can start while you're back home in the UK um, just knowing that sometimes you're going to have to wait on say you're going to have to wait for that tax number before you can or that bank account before you can do the next job so if you can work out well we can do this early we're not waiting on anything and then forget about it that's really helpful and we were really well signposted to what we could do um, while we were waiting. Fantastic yeah because it can be a stressful time moving to the other side of the world there's a lot to think of and um, <laughs> as well as try and enjoy the enjoy the travel on the way over so it's yeah. nice to hear. Okay the next topic I'd like to discuss is settling into your new environment. So how did you find settling into the, the new hospital and in fact a whole new health system? I think the first couple of days were a little bit overwhelming um, purely because you kind of just we don't because of the way the um, year is split up in New Zealand compared to the UK um, like the change over times between jobs are different so when we started it wasn't at a time when there was lots of other like new junior doctors coming in we were like the the new people and everyone else kind of just knew what they were doing already um so trying to fit in was a bit overwhelming in the first two days and being like where am I supposed to go what am I supposed to do and a lot of things you are kind of just expected to pick up on your own which is very similar to the way it's run in the UK you kind of just expected to pick up stuff 
Um, but I think actually we did settle in quite quickly and a lot of the systems are very similar to working in the UK. So it wasn't, even though it is a different healthcare system at the same time, a lot of the time it doesn't feel like that. It does just feel like you're working in a very similar way. I think there were some specific things that were a little bit more difficult for us in that our DHB, our health board, changed one of its computer systems two days into us starting. Um, so actually we as the newly inducted doctors had had more training than a lot of other people. So just because the entire hospital was a little bit more stressed at that time, that maybe made it feel a little bit more difficult for a couple of days. But within a couple of weeks, it, you, I wouldn't have known that I'd moved to New Zealand. It just felt like I, like I was going to work and everything had settled in. And I think as well, the staff here and everyone at the hospital is very used to having doctors come from England all the time. So actually, like doctors, nurses, everyone were really helpful when you were just like, they were like, oh, can you fill in this insurance form for this person? And you're like, I'm sorry, what? I've never seen this before. And then they they understand. They're like, oh, and they just talk you through it and make it very easy. And they're happy to answer questions. Fantastic. Well, that's good. I, I know certainly yeah, our health system, if it wasn't for a lot of the UK doctors, I'd, we probably wouldn't have one, that's for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, what about the cultural differences in your work? Have there been any you know, significant differences there? I think there's things that we're aware of um, in the background, maybe regarding certain cultural beliefs um, around people's health beliefs um, around say body parts after surgery lots of people want to have them back um, and around the, the the Fano and and how people's family interact with their um, health professionals and their care in hospital but again it doesn't feel like we have to do anything differently we have to just communicate with people as compassionate doctors um, and make sure we let them ask questions and that's good enough I don't think you have to think oh am i going to tread on someone's toes if i do something the way i normally would um and no point have i ever been made to feel uncomfortable in a situation because of a, a cultural background um again you you sort of if you act as you would being a good doctor then that's good enough and certainly our hospital working in has like um marty um like liaison people who are there to help with any um, difficulties between staff and family or anything like that and they just are there on the wards all the time and they're a huge presence and I don't know exactly what they do all the time but I know that they're there and they seem to help situations and they come to meet it like family meetings and stuff when needed so they're really good as well. Fantastic good that sounds like it's been a nice smooth induction so far and what operational differences in the hospitals that have you come across that you may not have thought of, if any? Um, so some things that we sort of knew about, but there's no real way of acting on in advance, things like drugs being different or um, protocols and procedures for treating certain conditions being different. Um, certainly in New Zealand, things like Pharmac, which governs what drugs you're allowed to give. Um, I've come across drugs that I'd never heard of um, in training in the UK, never used in practice, um, that are standard to people, different doses, um, things like that, um, which you can't really predict until you get here and you just have to pick up. Um, but beyond that, actually going to work, working as part of a team of, of junior doctors, senior doctors, um, feels the same. It feels really comfortable. Fantastic. 
Okay, and you you found your colleague, um, colleagues welcoming and friendly. I think you mentioned that they're used to the UK doctors coming over, um, so that wouldn't you, you weren't a a uh, you weren't the first UK doctors they've come across. No, we weren't. And in fact, when we arrived, we were one of a group of I think there was eight of us starting. Um, there was other UK doctors that had come with different agencies and from different parts of the UK, but we all started at the same time. Um, but yeah, they're very used to having. UK doctors and they're very used to us appearing at random times to them because obviously we don't fit into the same schedule that they do um, but they were all really friendly um, and very welcoming and just we kind of just slotted in and it, it, there's never been a like a you're the UK doctors and we're the Kiwi doctors like groups it's all just one big group. And also it's not just so obviously we've come in as house officers but there are UK nurses, physios, consultants, um, there's people in every job role. One of our security guards at the hospital is from the UK. There's people in every job role um, all across the DHB who come from the UK. Um, so it doesn't feel like there's we're everywhere, but it certainly feels yeah. comfortable. And no one really blinks an eye. Like when you start speaking, obviously your accent's different, but no one ever comments on it because it's just so common that it's just part of the way of life. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it was. So the settling in was easier or harder than you expected. It sounded like it was a lot easier. I think a lot easier. I think definitely settling into the work part of it was a lot easier. Like I didn't realise how. I think I thought it was going to be quite a bit different to working in the NHS, but it was pretty similar. So I think the work itself was very easy to pick up. Yep. Okay. And so, what advice would you give to a new arrival doctor coming into into the New Zealand health system? I think the only thing I would say that maybe I hadn't even thought about is um, looking at some of the slight difference in shift patterns. Um, so coming to New Zealand is the first time I've ever done a 15 hour day. Um, and that's fine because they're not that they're completely manageable 15 hour days and I've worked harder shifts in eight hour days at home in the UK. Um, you're still busy. Um, but the fact that you're well looked after with the fact that you get lunch and dinner on those long days from the hospital, you don't have to worry about bringing food, you don't have to worry about cooking. Um, but it was something I'd just never experienced before. Um, so things like that, but also just be aware of actually, you've got quite a lot of rights and lots of benefits that you should be making use of when you come and being aware of maybe some of the, the unions and what they offer. Um, and what your contract's going to be, because I actually was surprised at how well looked after we are, um, how easy some things like booking leave are because of the, the relief system, um, and lots of things that are completely normal to Kiwi doctors that I just was, these are amazing ideas, why do they not exist in the UK? I think the main thing is just don't be, because uh, I think I was quite nervous, like, oh, is it, Going to be really different i'm not going to know what i'm doing but i think actually it's a lot more similar than people realize and just treating it as you treat it as if you're starting any other job in the uk um just have a chat to people don't be afraid to ask questions everyone's really lovely and i think it's just a, it's actually a lot smoother than you think it's going to be great oh that's good to hear i'm sure you've reassured a few people just with that okay the final topic i'd like to discuss today is the lifestyle in new zealand um, which we've talked a bit about, but um, how have you found the cost of living? So I think before we came out, we thought that the cost of living was going to be higher than in the UK. Um, 
sort of much higher. But actually looking at it now that we're here, I don't think that it is very much for us. Um, I think some things are higher than in the UK and some things are lower. So it kind of just balances out. Um, I think, I guess it's, it does depend where you are living in New Zealand, but sometimes rents can be a bit higher than you might pay in the UK. Um, but I think things like petrol's cheaper. Um, food is probably about on par. Um, so it's probably about equal, if not sometimes a bit higher, but actually you get better pay here as a doctor than you do in the UK. Great. Proportionally, so, as a sort of percentage of your income, we're paying less to live here than we were in the UK. Yeah, just because our pay is more than in the UK. And you have some more interesting choices. So food may be a little bit more expensive here, but we're in the Hawke's Bay and the food's probably expensive because we're buying food that's fresh from here. Um, you know, the, the amount of fresh fruit and vegetables that you can buy that's grown within the Bay is just amazing. Um, even, you know, all the stuff in the supermarket is advertising that it's from here. And you don't mind spending a little bit more on your vegetables when they're coming from you know, just over the road. Um, and that's probably a little difference that we just wouldn't have had access to at home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're helping out the local community. It's all good. That, that's what I want to hear about the um, about the, uh, the percentage of your income. Um, you know, it's easier to live on your, your, your salary as a doctor in New Zealand than it is in the UK. Um, I think absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think because we, we get paid a lot more here than we do in the UK. Um, yeah. So it's just... It's just nice because it allows us to do all the traveling they want to do as well, as well as yeah. doing work. Yeah, good. And I'm sure a lot of Kiwis will um, be shocked to hear you say that you think petrol's cheaper in New Zealand than the UK. It's, um, it's, a, contentious, it's a contentious point <laughs> in uh, New Zealand with the price of petrol, that's for sure. Right, it's so, a lot cheaper and let's not talk about diesel because people in the UK would be really upset to find out how cheap diesel is here. Oh, really? <laughs> and so anything that, in the, about the lifestyle that's really surprised you? I don't think so. I think it is exactly as we really hoped it would be. Um, it's it's a lot more laid back. There's a lot more kind of, I think, again, especially in Hawke's Bay because the weather is a lot more outdoors. A lot of people do more outdoors stuff, cycling, that kind of thing. Um, and I think that is something that we kind of expected just from doing our research and talking to other people who'd come out. Um, it is as nice as people say it is. Great. Well, that's good to hear. And so what's your favourite, absolutely, if you had to pick one thing, your favourite aspect of the lifestyle here? Oh, wow. oh that's really tricky. Um, I think, again, uh, we've mentioned a couple of times, but for us it's just being able to do things together and we've got so yeah. many options, um, you know, whether that is going on a, a trip somewhere. So we, we drove sort of four or five hours north to the Coromandel last weekend and made the most of a trip up to there and some fantastic weather or whether it is just um, staying in the bay seeing people from work um, and socializing because it's just a really pleasant thing to do um, you know we've got a house with a garden which we've never had before um, we've been living in fairly small flats um, in urban areas for the last three years um, the, the amount of space you've got, the amount of outdoors that's available to you is great. Um, and we've got the time to use it. Yeah, brilliant. That's good to hear. And um, especially with summer coming, you're going to have longer days um, and more time to get out there and use it. So, so 
last question. Is there any Kiwi slang that you've heard that you don't quite get? You had a new one today, didn't you? Yeah, I learned Arvo yesterday, which means afternoon. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a new one. Um, everyone says sweet airs a lot. <laughs> Everything's sweet airs. Um, I, think I don't the, think there's anything that we didn't understand. I think the first Kiwi slang I learned was crook, because I now understand that everyone who comes to hospital is crook. Which means uh, like sick, rather, Ill. yeah, rather than being a um, you know, a criminal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you, Kate and John, for your time today. I've enjoyed chatting to you. It's been very interesting, and um, I'm sure our listeners will find the same. Well, thank you very much. We've enjoyed spreading our knowledge and experience. Yeah. No. Thanks for everything. <laughs>